Hey there. Today I am joined by Merzane or Josh to talk about the Brotherhood, specifically Magneto's leadership. My name is Nate, and welcome to the Gamers Game. Alright, so today uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite affiliations, and that is the Brotherhood, specifically under the flag or banner of Magneto. Uh, because it definitely seems to be the more popular version of Brotherhood, although I think with this latest wave of releases, there's definitely legs for a Mystique-led Brotherhood. Uh, would you agree? Uh, definitely. I think that the Mystique has always been a good choice. Magneto's just a little bit more popular as of a character. His leadership is a little more flashy and easy to wrap your head around. So I think he'll always be at the forefront in popularity. But she is definitely worthy of being in the conversation. Yeah, and it's always like she's always been there as a good like flex pick. Like, oh man, like we're on extremists. Like this is not where Magneto shines. Let's go into Mystique's leadership and just have a, a brotherhood that goes wider and does pretty good things. Yeah, like uh, on a D shape sort, like you said, and also on low point scenarios sometimes when you're playing against someone where you don't really want to put Magneto on say fourteen points. Mm-hmm. She she's pretty good to come out there because you can keep your affiliated, you can get a leadership, and it probably helps you a lot on something like maybe not a sword base, but maybe on say a senators. I like it. Kenny used to have a a, a way to check senators with Mystique, and then also if you the only one that you could safely check was the middle one, and if you did, he would deception you in and kill you and take it anyway. It was very, very brutal. Yep. Mystique in the middle on Senators is a very gross uh, starting point as a, a Brotherhood player. Because, like, worst case scenario, your opponent's the one who finds it. But if they do, they're just going to get pulled in and be deleted by whatever else the Brotherhood player has left. Pretty much. Unfortunately, Kenny uh, is not here to talk about his uh, list. So we're just going to have to uh, assume Yep, we'll assume, but we will also still be taking uh, three picks for our recommended expansions. If you want to get into the Brotherhood yourself, we'll still talk about three splash characters. Uh, and I guess we'll just kind of make up a, a third thing for uh, playstyle suggestions, I guess. He doesn't matter. Anyway, ah. we didn't need his input. Not on that one. Uh, so... How about we start with our, our neutral one, the one that we both are just kind of like, yeah, no, that, that's a good expansion. It's not the one that we're like super passionate about. Uh, and that's Mystique, who comes with Beast. And so if you're like just starting out your Brotherhood collection, you're like, oh man, like only get a, a single affiliated member. Uh, but Beast has also got a terrain throw. So he works with what Magneto's wanting to do, uh, which is more than Sabretooth can say. True. Uh, and he's three threats, so he's keeping it to kind of lower to the floor, which, again, you're going to want to do because Magneto costs a decent bit of threat. Um, and, and Beast is overall just a, a pretty nice piece, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think for me, the, the pieces that you're looking for that are not in affiliations or not in the affiliation 
are characters that either have a terrain throw so they can contribute to Magneto's leadership, giving everyone power for terrain destroyed, or you're wanting people who want more power but don't have great ways to build it so they can benefit from it. Uh, yeah. Beasts kind of does a bit of both because it's a little hard for him to build up to his throw. Once you get there, it's really nice. And then It's not that hard to build. It's only cost two power. Well, for him, it's a little hard sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but he also just really likes power. He likes to use it to, to re-roll his defense rolls. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a pretty good spender. It's not the best spender, but it's a pretty good spender. Uh, no, Beast is, a, is a overall... He's a good character, but he's not the reason you're getting this box. You're, you're no. getting this box because Mystique. You're getting it for the other blue person in the box. Yes, the other blue person. Uh, and Mystique is just kind of an all-around solid character. Uh, she's got rapid fire uh, on her builder, so four dice twice is pretty nice. Uh, she has the ability, like Punisher, to just straight up blow up terrain. Uh, cost a couple of power and action, but then anybody either on the terrain feature or within range one of it takes an instant two damage. Mm-hmm. No brace for impact for that. Uh, yeah, that's just it's just rude. Yeah, uh, I think to me her more impressive stuff is her her suite of passive abilities, mm-hmm. martial artist and stealth are the two defensive ones she's got. Uh, She gets to count blanks against physical or energy. If you're within two of her, which is pretty handy because you can only attack her if you're within three of her because of her stealth ability. So there's a lot of characters that just can't touch her at a convenient range without being in martial artist range. And it creates this awkward situation where she's on a point. You kind of have to not be on the point and, not on another point usually because of how far they are apart from each other and herself to be able to hit her ideally. So she creates some interesting puzzles for your opponent when they're trying to deal with her. And then the really cool ability, the really unique one that she's got is shapeshifter. When it's her activation, your opponent can't use reactive superpowers or tactics cards. So it turns stuff off like bodyguard or vibranium shields, uh, brace for impacts which doesn't matter for her because she doesn't do throws um or things like that that they try to do during your turn to prevent you from doing things Uh, and it can put your opponent in some really interesting situations uh and it makes her do a little bit more damage than a lot of her rapid fire friends uh, because she turns those off yeah suddenly uh if you, you catch vision in his phased form and suddenly he's uh, going to start taking bullets or, uh, yeah, just being able to ignore bodyguards and, and all that kind of stuff is, uh, one, really unique and stays unique to her. And let's kind of hope that it does because it's a really strong ability. Yeah. Uh, but two, uh, lets her hit above what you would think, uh, at least against those other defensive tech characters. Uh, whether that's maybe Venom not getting the chance to snack back sometimes. Uh, you still don't necessarily want to put Rapid Fire into somebody else that has martial artists because that's not going to do great for her. But no. uh, as okay. a whole, really cool. One of the main reasons, though, that I really like her, especially with Magneto and sometimes Scarlet Witch or whoever else, is she also comes with a very, very good tactic card called Deception. 
Yeah, Deception is probably one of the best cards in the game that's not on the restricted list. And thank goodness it's uh, tied specifically to her. Or tied specifically to a character first off. And uh, she she's a great character outside of it. Um, but if, she was, if it was a more ubiquitous character, it would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so what Deception does do, in case you don't know, because it's such a big deal, uh, is you choose an enemy character uh, within range four, I believe. Uh, yes. Cool. Uh, and as long as that character is not within range two of a, another allied character, so no friends around them to warn them that they are being deceived, uh, basically you get to advance them their move speed uh, towards Mystique, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, two important things about that. One, it's non-dazed characters. So if you do have an opponent who who parks a character next to a person they want to uh, not get tricked into walking closer to you, if you manage to daze that character and they're still within two, then they're no longer protected. And additionally, Mystique doesn't pay power for this and doesn't do it during her activation. So this can be used anytime when you are the active player. Yeah. So Mystique just moves up the board a couple times, maybe grabs an objective, sits on a point, and then your opponent does the same thing. It's kind of like, oh, did you know you ended within range four and you don't have any buddies nearby? Uh, Mystique is able to do very good things with that, and it just sets up uh, some of these other characters that we're going to be talking about to also do some rude things. Yeah, it's it's a very key piece to, I think, many of the Brotherhood's puzzles. Yep. Uh, now the obvious pack that we're going to recommend, uh, is also Magneto and Toad. Uh, Magneto is your leader. You, you kill stuff with him. He kills stuff really good. He gets, you, you, you empty entire boards worth of, uh, terrain as mm-hmm. uh, you go about the game. Toad is a fantastic objective runner. Uh, didn't want to get too deep into those two though, just because there's, uh, some more interesting characters and i guess if you're looking for examples on how to play magneto and stuff we'll, we'll hit on that a little bit later though yeah the uh toad's a very toad's simple like you said objective runner magneto is a bit more complex we could probably dedicate almost an entire episode to talking about ways to play magneto himself without talking about people around him so uh we'll probably just keep it light because it's a lot uh, so f- as far as specific recommendation expansions, uh, I'm really tempted to to talk about Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver because they're both great additions. Uh, but at the same time, most of that is just kind of a jank play that I loved pulling off at 17 threat. Still very good, still very fun. Uh, but if you were just getting into the Brotherhood, the expansion I would rather, uh, I would point people towards for... Uh, more diverse roster building and stuff is going to be the rogue and gambit expansion that just came out. And you're like, Oh man, those guys are X-Men. Why would you get, well, they're also apparently both brotherhood members rogue. I completely understand gambit. I'm a little bit sus on that, but uh, we'll take it. Gambit is like, Hey, if rogue will go there, I'll go there. You know what? That, that solves that mystery. 
<laughs> yeah, if 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 she's gonna be there, well, certainly I gotta be there too, right? Yeah, he, he's got to go and uh, keep an eye on her. Uh, so yeah. Now, Gambit is a good piece. Gambit is able to pump out damage. Magneto feeds him power, which is something Gambit is hungry for, both for his uh, wild triggers consistency, but also just to to pump up his attacks and deal more damage and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The piece that you really want out of this box, though, in my opinion, is Rogue. Rogue is a very good character. She is probably one of the more universally used four threats at the moment, uh, up there with Dr. Voodoo, because she's durable. She's got 5-3-3 with damage, or, or she's got 4-3-3 on defenses with damage reduction included, uh, with six stamina on both sides. She has a size four terrain throw, which Magneto is just fantastically happy about. She also has a character throw on her spender. She has the ability to make your opponent lose power, and if they don't have power to lose, they lose health instead. She has sat power on her builder that can be energy or physical. Most Brotherhood characters don't have access to energy attacks, so that alone is another big deal. Uh, Rogue is like made for Magneto's Brotherhood, She's also got charge. Did I mention that? I didn't you because did. <laughs> uh, it's just so good for Magneto's brotherhood. Uh, she is a very, very welcome addition. Yeah. I'll, I think that when brotherhood first came out, a lot of their characters weren't very mobile. Uh, the recent additions, which we'll be talking about, you know, rogue and with my choice bring some mobility to the affiliation and it definitely breathed new light into what they bring to the table because they're no longer camping on one side of the table and, and trying to trick you onto their side. Now they bring the fight to the opponent and it uh, makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Uh, because prior to this, like sure. Quicksilver's mobile. Sabretooth moves long and is mobile in that aspect. Toad is mobile. So there, there was mobility, but none of their fighters yeah. are very mobile scarlet witch is a stand there like if she stands there and double taps somebody and then gets like a throw off or something else like she'll nuke people off the board just as good as her dad does but it's another character in brotherhood that is standing still and just double tapping and isn't doing the the other things that you need to win a game yeah i i always imagined early brotherhood as a meat grinder where you're, you're pulling things in and you're just crunching and shredding it as as it comes to you but if your opponent can keep away there's you're just gonna you know like you said you can if your characters lose so much value when they have to move and attack mm-hmm. as opposed to the double tap yep 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 but i i, I want to touch on gambit for just a second uh, like you said he's not the the main focus of this box uh, also like you said you know we talked about having two things that most characters like being low points is a big thing. And then also wanting to be fed power or providing power. He is of the, the, the former, as you, as you said. Um, and he also brings an energy attack, like you mentioned, which is somewhat unique to the affiliation. Uh, he also brings an interesting card with him uh, called dark past. So dark past is weird. You can only use it if you are not part of the uncanny X-Men affiliation, which we're not we're talking about brotherhood um he can pl- gambit can play it for free himself and friendly characters and then three of him gain stealth so 
for a round. So it's not like the most impactful card, but in certain matchups against maybe like Guardians, which tends to have some good shots, or maybe Convocation, which sometimes can have some good shots, or uh, X-Force. A lot of people that you're trying to, you know, hide from with their ranged attacks, Gambit can really help you kind of deliver your big hitters to that side of the table or force them to come closer to you uh, and engage on your side of the table rather than sit back and fire. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, <coughs> an interesting one. Uh, and it is kind of also cool because I believe how it works is you play the card and then everybody that is within three of Gambit at that moment gains stealth until the end of the round. So they can then move away from Gambit and keep stealth, which is why that pack came with uh, a couple of different uh, arts of this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it has some cool play. I I think it's very uh, it's one of those cards that's going to be your your flex pick for a matchup. It's not going to be the one that you're like, yes, every time Gambit hits the board, this card needs oh, to come. Definitely, it, it's not that Mystique's Deception. Yes, yes, that is a card that hits the board every single time you bring that but yeah go ahead and staple that card to your mystique card because it's coming with you every time you play her pretty much uh so that that's rogan gambit uh gambit is uh, is good he's going to be able to basically be a, a three-point damage dealer that's an affiliation for you which is nice keeping that total low uh but but rogue's the the real uh the real cream of this uh box yep a good point a good point value for them and then also hitting both sides of the coin she likes getting extra power and she helps generate it yep which then leads us to the one the only do you know who it is it's the juggernaut so my suggestion for an affiliation sticking with the new characters is juggernaut so i think of all the all the characters added to brotherhood juggernaut brings the most to them we talked about rogue bringing some mobility as well as the ability to break terrain which is what they want juggernaut turns that up to 11 uh he is very mobile you may not think so when you see him being on a big base with a short movement but he has an ability called nothing stops the juggernaut and for three power, he can push himself short. And all terrain that he travels through, that size three or less, gets broken on his way through. Which means he's destroying terrain for you. Also means you're just getting to get free movement from him. It's also not a once per turn ability. The only once per turn thing about it is when you contact an enemy, it deals a damage to them. So as long as you're boot scooch boogieing around the board with Juggernaut and not touching other people... You can just keep doing it as much as you have power to pay for it. And if there's one thing Juggernaut does very well, it's build power. He has an ability called Unstoppable Momentum that when he makes a move action, he gets two power for free. So he just gets three power every turn. And then now, also, that is a, a once per turn ability also. So you can't yeah. just double move and gain four power. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that because his next part of that ability is he adds three dice to the next attack roll that he makes. And then the ability is once per turn. So his five die strike becomes a move, gain two power, and then strike someone with eight dice and gain power equal to the damage. And then you can start busting through terrain to give 
power to himself and other people in the uh, on your squad. So, lot of lot of ways he can do really annoying things for your opponent. Yeah, he's also got damage reduction on a pretty tanky stat line, especially on his front side where he's four three five on the defenses. Uh, yeah, Jugg- Juggernaut is really one of the most unique pieces in Marvel Crisis Protocol, which I love just thematically and everything else. Uh, but also it allows him to be a powerhouse that if your opponents have not played against before, uh, they just won't see, they don't know what's coming. Yeah, a, a lot of people will see a giant character like that and think, they'll think like the Hulk or Thanos or, you know, maybe even Ghost Rider, where Ghost Rider's a little fast, but they're controllable. You can mitigate what they do a little bit. You're not going to mitigate the Juggernaut. Uh, he's size four, which makes him hard to move. But he also has another ability on his front side, his helmet. And just like in the comics, it makes him uh, much harder to deal with mentally. It, it makes him immune to being pushed or advanced by your special effects and your mystic attacks. So things like webline don't affect the juggernaut. Bow to the will of Modoc, juggernaut doesn't care. Don't you know who he is? He's the Juggernaut. He's the Juggernaut. Speaking of which, he also has a unique card that I don't think quite like Deception is tied to him. Man, I disagree. I think it is. But go it ahead and almost talk about is. It. It, it is about as close as it can be without actually being stapled on. It's taped on with duct tape twice. But there are some times where you may not take it. Uh, and it is... Do you know who I am? Uh, it is, again, not during his activation. But when you're the active player, Juggernaut can spend three. And then you choose an interactive terrain feature or a character that's size four or less, which is most people in the game not named Dormammu. That is within two of him. And you throw them long. Which, if I'm not mistaken at the time, this is the only long character throw in the game maybe the only long character move in the game uh, i mean there are the people who move long can be moved long by things like cassandra nova and deception and stuff yeah uh but no this is the first long throw of a character in the game mm-hmm. and uh Real good it it doesn't seem like a lot until someone on maybe like a medium base gets thrown long and has to double move to get back to where they were standing. Uh, yeah. It is an exceptionally good displacement tool. And then in a pinch, if you just need to throw a building at somebody, just, just pick up a building and throw it at somebody. Does that too. Yeah. Juggernaut is, is extremely good. Uh, not an auto include in every list, but you should be eyeballing him. It, most lists will start Magneto Juggernaut. Which is crazy because that's like 11 threat, but it's an, a very, very good 11 threat to bring. Very potent. Your next choice is usually Toad, and that's 13. And that yep. gives you a good amount of flex because you're usually taking four or five wide with this affiliation anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But there's... Magneto does so much work on his own and Juggernaut is able to do everything Magneto can't, which Magneto wants to sit still in turret. 
and Juggernaut wants to run around the board and be the most annoying thing in existence. Yep, he is a, a wrecking ball to Magneto's uh, machine gun emplacement. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Juggernaut you have to be concerned about when he flips, he loses his helmet and his mystic defense of five goes down to two. He loses the helmet ability, which prevents his movements. But he does gain a size three character and terrain throw that throws medium. Uh, so he becomes a little less unstoppable and just decides to take the kid gloves off and start beating the crap out of everyone a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, no, all all good all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's look at the, some splash characters real quick. Uh, and I think at least uh, most of these are pretty self-explanatory what they're going to provide. Uh, outside of yours, yours is a little bit more uh, of a, an interesting take, I dare say. It's either really big-brained or not big-brained at all. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, you you take that however you want and decide to listen as hard as you want to uh, Josh's. But before we get to that, let's go with uh, some more traditional picks. Uh, and the first one coming from me, and and that is uh, just three threat characters that can throw stuff well, uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, the the two that are standouts to me in this category are Lockjaw and Lizard. Both of them have size three terrain throws. Lockjaw uh, gives Magneto some additional like movement shenanigans, which is nice. Lizard is just a ridiculously tanky body. Uh, that is also still throwing size three, but it can also throw size three characters. So he has some control attached to him as well. Uh, both of them are, are really good pieces at the end of the day. Both provide a lot of uh, utility to the Brotherhood. Uh, no no necessarily wrong answer there. Uh, you, you're just kind of looking for more low threat characters that are going to be able to either receive benefit or interact in some way with Magneto's leadership this being the latter of the two where it's more about being able to uh, make sure power is on the right pieces when it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we, if this was a few months earlier and I'm glad we waited a little bit for this before the errata, the instant choice we would have gone with was Valkyrie, which yeah. you may still see in some write-ups for the affiliation. If they're a little bit older because her terrain throw used to be cost two. And you just throw a car into another car and get a bunch of power from it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's another big change. Uh, if for for those who aren't aware, is that you can no longer throw terrain of the same size into each other and break both. Yep. You have to throw bigger terrain into smaller terrain in order to break both. It's the same as the character throws now. Yeah, which I I like that change a lot. So it keeps it keeps it all keeps, keeps it consistent as a brotherhood player i'm not a fan because it makes it harder for me to just generate lots of free power turn one yep but alas yeah unlucky but careful with the valkyrie she's no longer the same she's no longer going to work the same as in some of the older uh, write-ups she's still a fine choice she still mm-hmm. sits in this this three cost with a with a character or terrain throw uh, slot but she's not as uh plug and play as she used to be you're going to want to bring your first specific reason like yeah, being if, a if you're if you're going just straight up murder town valkyrie still feels that role better than most three threat characters in the game anyway yeah. and especially with her mobility with having a charge and it has a charge benefits from getting the power uh, from the leadership can give the power out of the leadership so still a good piece just not quite the piece she once was 
Yeah. And if there is any character in the game that I think can take 10 power and spend literally every single power on her card, it's Valkyrie. <laughs> it's Valkyrie. Hands it's Valkyrie. Uh, and speaking of characters that like to spin power or be on the receiving end of Magneto's power, uh, I think the two threat suggestion that we're going to kind of use as our we both agree pick is Okoye. Yeah. Uh, Okoye also got changed in the recent errata. Uh, so few people are down on her, but I think that she's still really fantastic. And in here, I think she serves a really good role, and that's just escorting Magneto. Magneto is sort of your tent pole, um, meaning he is kind of where your entire strategy hinges, and if he falls, the whole tent falls, mm-hmm. and you got a big problem. And he, while he is tanky and he can be hard to kill and control, it, with enough concentrated fire or the right spikes, he'll fall. He's not unkillable. Um, certainly not as unkillable as Juggernaut. So having someone like a Koye to take a stray shot from him, maybe something with a stagger or a, a, some other unfortunate status condition attached to it, really keeps his value up and keeps him him trucking as long as you want him to. Um, and then also potentially taking some of the little shots when he's getting close to death so that he can he can survive another round and, and get another another turn of, of output before he falls. Um, and, and the big change to her was that she her power generation isn't as consistent. Her her range four shot used to give her one. It doesn't anymore. But it's not a problem in Brotherhood when uh, they're just passing out uh, power like candy. And she just yeah. incidentally gets more. No, no longer an issue because really she only needs probably two to three power any given situation so that she can bodyguard, take a little bit of damage, get enough power for the next bodyguard and so on. Yep. Yeah. She really doesn't need a lot to get going. Uh, she's kind of a low investment on that, on that range. And then if you give her extra power, she, she has ways to use it. So it's never a bad thing. Yep. Uh, and the other nice thing that really just makes her click is you can have Magneto Okoye toad, as just a nice three model core and still only be at 10 threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that can let you go a little wider too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a little careful. Uh, Cause they're not all three affiliated, but you, it does help you. It does help you spread if you need to. Yep. Uh, so tell, tell me about your selection here and why you want to put him into Magneto's brotherhood. So I got to give a shout out to my boy, Terrence. Uh, he, told me about this and i didn't believe him and then he showed me this and i quickly became a believer um and it requires a little bit of setup so the way he did it was he takes captain america sam wilson edition um sam wilson does not have a terrain throw and honestly doesn't need a lot of power so it's a little weird for him to be sitting in this slot but what he does do is he brings a little bit of control which is really good for brotherhood. He can either keep threats away from Magneto or he can keep, he can move people towards Magneto to be uh, just ground up in his onslaught of metal. But the really cool thing that he does is during turn one, your turn one as the brotherhood player, you're typically going to try to break something. And with juggernaut, 
in your list, which is what he usually takes and what a lot of people are typically going to take, like we said, you're probably just going to run him straight through a size two or a size three or a couple of size twos. And all your characters are going to get a power, which includes Sam. And at that point, he is now online for the rest of the game. All he wants to do is stand next to Magneto, move long and use his airlift ability, which costs two. Airlift's going to take any of your size two or lower characters and they will get to make a uh, they, are they will get to make range a, two of their location thank you uh so magneto being on a medium base that's a good bit of distance and almost the short move that he typically gets to make so it's almost a free move for him every turn basically for free and then once captain america gets more power rolling he can start doing charges and airlifts uh He's pretty reliable at building his own power after a while with his shield throw and his ricochet. And then he's also got a character throw on his spender. So if you do give him excess power, he's going to be able to start doing that more. He can maybe crash a size three character into a car to get some power back. Uh, once again, control more people. And then he's also not a slouch on the defensive end himself, being, uh, being able to use his vibranium shield, spend two power, gain a little bit more dice that is a lie on paper it seems so good but he never he never holds up he's not steve he's not steve but he's also not the same cost as steve for a three cost he's not the worst he's not the greatest he's not a lizard but in a pinch he can he can survive some some shots that would take down a normal five or that would take down a normal three mm, the, the, but the big thing is that you. airlift somebody who has played sam many a times it just doesn't oh. work that now granted <laughs> yes it, it does work that way but it, it never feels like it does i when i played sam in avengers as an as the leader uh if you've ever played war machine i i played him like my warcaster so <laughs> in that game if your warcaster your leader your king in chess dies you lose the game so you usually keep them pretty safe even if yeah. it means they don't do a lot and that's how i played sam but in the times where he did get in danger, he he, he lasted long enough to. Yeah. And to in this he case, he's also not the leader. He does not have to be as protected. So, him no. being up there with Magneto is not such a cost. Yeah, and and he's kind of doing what you suggested with Lockjaw, where Lockjaw is going to you know move him around. He doesn't move him as far, and maybe not as often, but he has a little bit more range to deal with threats, mm -hmm. um, and he's going to be able to like we talked about, have a bit more mobility himself to get around the table if you need it. So once Magneto gets set, like, set up where you want him and you don't want to airlift anymore, he can just move long to other other parts of the board and start being a menace there. Uh, it, it was pretty good. The, the couple times I've seen Terrence use it, it's worked pretty good. I, I really think it's a good idea to try it. Maybe not everyone's speed, but I felt like it was a really cool and interesting pick. Fair enough. Uh, so let's talk uh, tactics, a little bit of strategy here to, to wrap up uh, Brotherhood stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think we're both kind of in the, the same mind space, at least, of Brotherhood is an attrition, beat em up kind of affiliation. There, there's not a ton of control going on. Uh, if anything, you've got to bring in out of affiliation characters uh, for some control access, like you were talking about uh, with Sam. I kind of mentioned it with Lizard. Having ways to get people off of points and stuff is still important, but there's not a ton of that in affiliation. 
Yeah, the, the way you want to get people off of points in Magneto's Brotherhood is by removing them from the table entirely. Yep, daze them, kill them, and the problem solved. Yep, death is the uh, is the best form of crowd control. That's what I've always said. Uh, and they're really good at doing it. Magneto gets full rerolls within range two, and if they're within range three, he actually gets a guaranteed push. Doesn't matter the size or anything like that. I don't believe. Nope, and it's any direction as well. Yep, so you can bring them in closer so that you get rerolls on that second attack, or you can get them off a point and uh, then move Magneto onto the point, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so there, there's definitely, with that, then some weak points in their overall strategy. Uh, yep. Because they, they don't have that same control as uh, some of the other teams, like Avengers, Web Warriors, etc. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, without the, the more recent additions of Rogue and Juggernaut, uh, Brotherhood themselves are not a terribly mobile faction on your heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the thing that I'm going to, to stress, because I think the aggressive uh, nature of the, the team is kind of generic, uh, I recommend bringing tactic cards that are going to allow for extra mobility. Uh, thankfully, they have one of the better ones in the game with Asteroid M, where two Brotherhood characters each spend two power, and you get to move a Brotherhood character that is not holding uh, an objective token and move them within range one or two of another Brotherhood character, regardless where they are on the board. Yep. Uh, it is quite terrifying to have uh, a Magneto all of a sudden beam down from the heavens right in the middle of your uh, soft juicy back line yep and then he just uh he's like oh i'll kill a person kill a person oh look at that i have power to throw stuff let me throw one two three things and magneto can pop off yeah uh almost more so than any other character of the game and probably the best six threat at it not a lot yeah. of competition in that regard yeah Hulk, but... Hulk can Hulk can also pop off pretty hard but not quite once you degree. once you start hitting the the six uh, threat numbers and stuff like pe- people pop off yeah uh so you get that but then the other cards that i would recommend looking at are either climbing gear which is three power for a short move and that character gains wall crawler for the rest of the turn uh really you're just there for the short move because being able to basically have Magneto gain a third action with movement is definitely worth three power. Uh, And the other one is uh, Extreme Conditioning, which is two power, and then whenever you would make a move action or advance, I forget which, uh, you get to move long instead. It's a move action specifically, so you cannot combine these two. That'd be Uh, nuts. Spend five power to make a free long move. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Magneto turn just if you feed him enough power in the middle of the board. Um, So, yeah, those are cards worth looking at specifically for uh, some of your beaters. If you end up picking up Scarlet Witch, she's another character that, man, like, again, just absolutely wrecks stuff. But if she gets pushed off a point, she doesn't have an easy way to get back onto that point. Yeah. Like like we mentioned, you don't want to sp- you don't want to be spending your actions on silly things like moving. You want to be spending your actions on really cool things like murder. And every and action does that good. Yeah, every action that's not a murder action is a sad action. Except turn one, you you want your movement getting getting 
Yeah, turn turn one's a different stuff. beast. <laughs> yeah. Turn two on, all kill. Yep. Uh, I Anything like... to uh, to add on to uh, tactics? I was going to add on extreme conditioning if you forgot it and you didn't. And Ha-ha. so I'm happy with that. Uh, I can't think of anything else. I mean, like, like you said, mobility when you're looking at your cards is probably one of the big things you want to you want to try to get because uh, that's the one thing you're really missing. You've got tanky characters, you've got hard hitting people. You're probably importing some good control. All you need is that mobility, especially mobility on your big boys, and then you're looking spicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one thing that we should definitely mention, uh, you, you talked about Magneto throwing a lot of things and we talked about people uh, throwing things. Uh, throw all the terrain. All the time. Do not be afraid to throw terrain. Uh, and also, don't be afraid to let your opponent throw terrain because you get to benefit from that too. Because Magneto doesn't uh, discriminate against who threw the terrain. Uh, he just wants things to be destroyed. As long as the train is destroyed, you gain power. Yep. Uh, I will say, don't try to throw all of the terrain. Uh, because sometimes it is very handy uh, to have that piece of terrain for which somebody is on their injured side. Yeah. It, don't waste it. Uh, but don't be, don't be shy about it either. Don't. Yeah. Don't sit there don't if you have an opportunity to daze or ko someone go ahead and spend the power for it because it's going to give you some power back yeah unlike you know maybe if you're playing asgard and, and thor or angela didn't quite kill someone and they got a little power do you want to throw them off the point or do you want to throw the terrain at them typically you want to throw them off the point since you can score that point Get rather than throw the building yep but uh in this affiliation, it's the exact opposite. You you go for the murder. You go for the murder, and if you miss, you still gain some extra power back, and it's one less thing they can throw at you as well. Yep. Uh, the way I like to look at these guys, uh, a little, you know, the, the tactics cards are definitely a big part of it. Uh, I kind of mentioned the, the meat grinder. I like to kind of set up a, a fort. It's kind of one of my, my general, <laughs> my general play styles. Set up a big fort. Force your opponent to come to you and just kill them as they, uh, as they, as they come in. Make them waste the actions coming to you, uh, or spend your resources forcing them to come to you somehow, and just eat them up. Just make them regret the day that they decided to ever invade your side of the table. Or if you invade their side of the table, make them regret the day that they ever deployed on that side of the table in the first place. <laughs> goodness should have picked a different a different side all right well as always we do have a few listener questions as well and uh, before we get to those want to give a shout out to our sponsors uh, war room hobbies out in tennessee and tritex games over in the uk Uh, both of these are great local gaming stores if you are ever in the area recommend popping in Uh, they, they host local events game nights and all that stuff to help grow the communities uh, so, uh, I do have discount codes for those two places. If you are shopping from Tritex, use the code TritexGGCP5 at checkout. Save you an extra 5% off of their already discounted prices. And if you're pre-ordering through them, that saves you up to 25%, which is insane. Currently don't have anything to pre-order except for the Quinjet, which is sad, but hopefully we've got a, a bundle of good announcements on their way soon. 
Uh, and then if you're shopping at War Room Hobbies uh, out in the U.S., you can use the code MCP2022, and it'll save you 10% off whatever's in your cart. Uh, and again, off of their already discounted prices. So instead of shopping at Amazon or something like that, support an LGS. We appreciate it. It also helps us. Uh, and with that said, let's get into our whole three listener questions. Three listener questions is better than no listener questions. That's so I true. That. We appreciate you guys. Uh, start from Matt. Uh, why do most people sleep on the Freedom Force Mystique's leadership so much? It is easy to do an oops all brotherhood now. Which out of affiliation do you think is the most beneficial to brotherhood? So a couple questions. You want to take the first one? Yeah, I, I think we talked about it a little bit in the beginning. Uh, why do people sleep on Freedom Force so much? It's just not as flashy. I think when you're when you're thinking about plans for your list, Freedom Force doesn't, it's not something you really have to build for. It's just something you play for, if that makes sense. There's not a lot of turn zero decisions to make it work, uh, except maybe uh, Crisis Choice. So you probably most people are probably going to build towards Magneto and keep her on the back burner as a secondary. She doesn't really scream to me as a as your primary leadership. Sort of mm. like Amazing Spider-Man in that regard. Yeah, uh, she she's a good tool, but yeah, similar to how Magneto, like you build a team that makes sure that has access to throws. If you're building around Miles's leadership, you make sure you have characters that can take full advantage of the ability to reroll skulls. If you're yep. Steve's leadership, you make sure you have characters that have superpowers that can be discounted. Uh, Mystique is not a build around leadership. It is a more of a crisis objective based leadership. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think you necessarily need to see full teams built around her, but I think it's definitely smart to have a couple characters that can play well that are mobile with her leadership uh, in case somebody else brings an objective that you don't bring yourself like extremist consoles uh, to, to have some good counterplay there. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of went over some good splash characters for brotherhood in general. I, yep. I don't think for, for her specifically, there's any bad splash characters. Like yeah, most people are going to be good. You probably want to do, you I don't think want there's a lot of ways. Crossbones is good. <laughs> Crossbones is good, but in a, I don't, I don't think he necessarily fits what she's trying to do. Uh, probably not because he's more of like a back point sitter, and I feel like what you a lot of what you can do with her is keep your back points secured with her leadership, and then just move forward mm-hmm. um, and be aggressive. You can also do the NASCAR route where you run around the you get like a like a D objective like riots spark of extremis, and just run around chasing people down. And whenever you leave somewhere, you can leave a you can leave your little flag there and make them come to, it. to chase it down which means they usually leave another point and then you're just like oh cool i'll just go to that one then and yep exactly absolutely. and just like pick people off or or, or outsmart or out position people as you go because mystique being long and then being able to and then quicksilver being long and Sabretooth being long and juggernaut being mobile means you have a lot of mobile characters that can play that that play that game and it's just about bringing characters that you know you know, also help that. Yeah. Uh, next we have from Rylan. Uh, 
everybody if everybody is getting grunts, which I don't necessarily think they will in the same way that not every affiliation has access to infinity gems and stuff. I don't I don't think everybody's going to get them. Uh who do you think would get to join Brotherhood and have uh grunts? I have no idea. The only character I could think of is Mr. Sinister bringing clones, uh, maybe clones of himself. But I don't know if he was ever like a Brotherhood character in the comics to just be like an evil mutant character. Yeah, he, he was more, his, he had his own thing going on. And I think we, we've already seen how AMG went to handle uh, his clones and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. His want to clone other people. And then typically the way that other characters with multiple versions, like like we've seen Ultron, his Ultron bot is, you know, a resurrection ability. If they ever did a self clone for Sinister, I imagine it would work pretty similarly. Yeah. Uh, So there, there's two things that stand out to me. If they decide to make the Hellfire Club Brotherhood, uh, you could maybe do Emma Frost, who has some some of that going on. Uh, but the the one I would like to see more so is Multiple Man, who's just a, a dude who's like normal himself anyways, but his whole shtick is making clones of himself. Uh, I could see that being pretty cool. Yeah, like there's the main Multiple Man and then his, his big gang of clones. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, and then finally, uh, Brent asks, with the minute extravaganza coming up soon, do you think Brotherhood will get any spoilers? And if so, what models do you think slash hope they will show us? Um, I don't know a whole lot about the Brotherhood of Mutants. Um, and all the characters that I know and like that are mutant related are kind of out. They're already here. <laughs> yeah, like, I can think of a few X-Men like Darwin I'd like to see. But... Uh, brotherhood not really like you said hellfire club would be cool um apocalypse isn't really a brotherhood of mutants but another evil mutant character apocalypse would be really cool uh i can't really think of anyone else besides that uh so i'll start out by saying i do not expect more brotherhood spoilers in this upcoming announcement no uh amg has been pretty good about rotating uh the characters that are coming out and like what we get and like supporting old affiliations. And since brotherhood just got quite a bit of love, frankly, uh, I don't expect the next thing to also be brotherhood related from mini stravaganza. Happy to be proven wrong. Absolutely happy. Cause again, brotherhood is probably one of my like three main affiliations. Uh, the characters though that i am hoping for uh in the next wave is i would love to get like an avalanche and pyro pack uh pyro just to to give us a energy damage dealer uh because gambit has a little bit of that at the three threat spot but not really so just like a a three threat long range uh fire thrower would be pretty cool yeah. Uh and, and Avalanche is another one I just kind of remember from the, the 90s cartoon. Uh probably has another way to interact with terrain, which is just good for Magneto. Yeah. Uh coming from War Machine, like so Avalanche is the one that like moves the earth, right? And like Yeah. Uh there was a few characters in War Machine, which if you don't know, Will Bagani and Will Schick, some of the, the, the design team kind of came from. Uh and their thing was moving characters towards a board edge. 
if I remember correctly, or preventing characters from moving towards board edges. Like you put up a big rock wall or you push them with a big rock wave. That would be a really cool uh, mechanic to maybe potentially add. It's like a card for avalanche. Another way to uh, make terrain or something. Uh, to push rather than push people away or towards you, you can push them towards or away from like a board edge, like a side of the table. That'd be weird. I don't it'd know. Be, it'd be weird, but it'd be kind of cool. Just like it was very, this game was a lot more dynamic as opposed to war machine where like that ability was really interesting, mm-hmm. you know, with Omni pushes and stuff. It's not as big in this, but some sort of board edge matters mechanic with avalanche would be kind of cool. Yeah. It's just hard to, it'd be hard to say what is towards a board edge since it's not already kind of a defined, but I like the idea. Yeah. I don't know how they would do it, but I also didn't know how they would make the clones work for sinister and, um, here they are and here we are <laughs> here they are or, or magneto with his insane magnetism like they did a great job of like making weird mechanics work in this game uh yes i am glad i do not have their job they they've done wonderful with it and i'm very glad that it is not on my shoulders yep Alrighty, guys uh that is all we have for today uh thank you all for tuning in as always uh if you get a chance check us out on patreon if you're enjoying what you're uh, listening to it is because of patreon and the support there that we were able to start a podcast in the first place so uh for those who are members of the guild hall uh, thank you so much for your support and until next time keep on gaming no end game no in-game food.